comfy. Amen. <laughs> Acts chapter 2. How many of you knew we'd be in Acts chapter 2 today? Amen. This choir was singing about it. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared in them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This was noised abroad. It, people that had gathered in that area for Pentecost, which was a time of, of feasting and festivities, it went back to a time that they celebrated the year of Jubilee in the Old Testament. And it was a time whenever the year of Jubilee in the 50th year, everybody would that had lost their land through debt and all would get it all back. So it was a, a celebration of freedom, maybe like similar to what we would think of today in our 4th of July celebration. They commemorated that. And they, had a, they would have a feast of Pentecost, which Pentecost literally means 50. And they would celebrate this 50 days after the Passover. And so they commemorated this time throughout uh, the Jewish history. And it was on this particular time that the Holy Ghost was poured out. And we read about how the New Testament church was established on this outpouring of the Holy Ghost. So when you see churches that have the word Pentecost in their name, like ours is First Pentecostal Church, simply means that they believe the outpouring of the Holy Ghost can take place today just like it did in the book of Acts. How many of you know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Amen. And God is pouring out his spirit today just like he did then. And we want to talk to you a little bit today about the day of Pentecost. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. When you look at the, um, the book of Acts and what we try to do as a Pentecostal church is to be as closely aligned to the book of Acts as we can possibly be. And when we look at the book of Acts, sometimes we read about all these miracles taking place and we think, wow, they must have all taken place in a couple of weeks. But actually, if you look at the book of Acts, it took place over a period of about 30 years. All of these different miracles, the establishment of the church, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and, and all that was taking place as the followers of Christ were transitioning from following the teachings of Christ to a place now where they were being endued, as the Lord had promised them, with power from on high, just as our, our choir just sang. And they have a slide, it may be a little hard for you to see, but if you were to look at the, uh, the, the, the t period of time of Pentecost, yeah, that's going to be really hard to see. But the biblical timeline is, is kind of over there on the far left, 30 A.D., Pentecost, Acts 1. And the events are in the middle, and the, uh, the, the scripture reference is on the right. But if you follow the biblical timeline of that, and you go all the way down from 30 A.D., and where it goes down to um, uh, Paul's presence in Rome, which is around 50, um, I think that's around uh, 62 A.D., it's a period of about 30 or 32 years. So when you go through that, you'll see that the book of Acts actually covers a period of time that's about 30 years. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that the day of Pentecost was not just 2,000 years ago. But you and I are experiencing the day of Pentecost in 2016. In 2016, we're experiencing the day of Pentecost. Now, I want to show you what has happened in not 30 years, and not 30 months, and not even 30 weeks. But I want to show you 
what has happened in the United Pentecostal Church in a 30-day period of time from February 12th to March 12th of this year. And I think that you'll join me in understanding that we are living in the day of Pentecost right now today. Oh, hallelujah. God is good. Well, first of all, let me show you these pictures. And I don't even know if you're aware of this, and it may not interest you much, but the United Pentecostal Church bought a new headquarters. This all happened just a few weeks ago in St. Louis. And this thing is five times bigger than what we've had before. And this is just a symbol of what God is doing all around the world. But the United Pentecostal Church that we're a part of is, is, an, is an amazing uh, fellowship because of what they do around the world. And so because of space and needs and older buildings and facilities, uh, God worked a miracle. And if I was to go over with you the finances on this thing, it would blow your mind. But just suffice it to say that this is what God is doing right here in America and helping to give us this headquarters, which I believe is a, is a symbol. The next slide shows all what's uh, taking place on the, uh, on the inside. Wait, we're not there yet. But the one that showed, yeah, the inside. I mean, there's more boardrooms and... and, and, and there's just all kinds of stuff inside there, and this is going to help us to be able to, to reach the world even more. Because the Bible says what? Occupy until he comes. Amen. So this is just what's happening here. But turn to the next picture. If you were to read a little bit more in Acts chapter 2, you would find that there were 3,000 people that were added to the church. In the second chapter of the book of Acts, when this Holy Ghost was poured out in the upper room, the Bible says that 3,000 people were added to the church. After Peter preached and the crowd had gathered around and they went through all that they did to establish it. Well, in one service in Bangladesh, 3,500 people received the Holy Ghost. That's just this year. 1,500 miracles took place. So there's Acts chapter 2 right there. Now, if you read in your Bible in Acts chapter 3, when they went to... The, uh, when they went to the temple, Peter and John, when they went to the temple and they went there to worship, there was a lame man there. Do you remember reading about that in Acts chapter 3? He'd been lame from his, from his, uh, mother's, from his mother's womb. He was from birth. And, and they prayed for him. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he rose up and walked and he went running through the temple. You remember that? Well, shortly after this took place, in Bangladesh, in Thailand, I got to show you this, in Thailand, this was just a few days later, this man was, who was lame from birth was prayed for, and the Holy Ghost came upon him, and watch what happened. Do you have that one? The very, the very, uh, the one with the, the man, there he is. Can you run the video on it? He is jumping up and down. Look at him. He has never walked a day in his life. God taught him how to jump, how to run, how to walk, how to leap. This is the book of Acts happening today in 2016. Because my God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, if you read a little bit further in the book of Acts you'll find that there were 5,000 people that had come to the Lord. If you read about that, you'll go a little bit further. You read in Acts 4, you'll find that 5,000 people were filled with the Holy Ghost and came to the Lord. Well, just a few days after this happened, 
they were having a crusade in the Philippines. The uh, Pentecostals of Alexandria host this because of the Times Conference. And they were having a crusade in, in, in Manila, uh, Philippines. Is that right? And they had 35,000 people that were in attendance. And in one night, over 5,000 people received the Holy Ghost. <laughs> in one night, 5,000 people received the Holy Ghost. So and in just a few days, Acts 2, Acts 3, and Acts 4, and Acts 5 was all right there being demonstrated as God is pouring out His Spirit all over the world. You know why? Because the day of Pentecost was not just 2,000 years ago, but it's in 2016 where people are hungry and desirous of God. God said, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. I've come to tell somebody today that God has got something special for you. This is the day of revival. This is the day of Pentecost. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, as you read in the book of Acts, God started using people. He started using people like Paul and he started putting them in unique places and they started, he started witnessing to heads of government. We read about that as we go through the book of Acts. I got to show you uh, this picture. This man right here is from Burma. And he is Henry Van Theo's son-in-law. And uh, he is the son-in-law to our United Pentecostal Church superintendent. And Burma is a very strategically located, located country. It has billions of dollars in reserves of oil and, and, and natural gases and where it's situated uh, there just east of India and all in, in the South Pacific is very important. This man, who is the son-in-law, he's apostolic from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He is full of the Holy Ghost. His father-in-law is the superintendent of our United Pentecostal Church in Burma. He was elected vice president of the country. In the country of Burma. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you're aware of this, and maybe you're not because you're in an American culture, but God is doing an incredible work all over this world, and the day of Pentecost is being fulfilled in so many different ways. Now, i got to show you this since we spoke of America. Show us that picture of the United Nations. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but this picture that's on the left-hand side of Jesus knocking on the uh, United Nations building, have any of you ever seen that painting before? That painting was painted in 1961. And it was painted by a man by the name of Harry Anderson. And it's titled The Prince of Peace. Now, it is that building is uh, in, in size. Obviously, it's not the same size as the building. But that painting is in, in proportion to uh, the size of the building. Each one of those lines represents a floor and so forth. And it's an exact, you know, in, in portion, it's an exact replica of it size-wise by ratio. Now, if you look at all these floors and you count them all, you'll, you'll see it's the exact same number as the building is. But if you look at where Jesus is knocking <laughs> in the painting. Now this was painted in 1961, okay? If you if you look at where Jesus is is knocking on this on this building, it's on the 27th floor of the United Nations building. 55 years later, in 2016, Reverend Art Wilson, who pastors in the Detroit area, is having Bible studies on the same floor of the United Nations building. 
And he has been having these Bible studies now for several months. In fact, recently, one of our preachers, Reverend Lee Stone King, spoke to the General Assembly at the United Nations building at the invitation of the United Nations through Brother Art Wilson. Now, here's what's so exciting. In this very spot where this man drew this painting and Jesus is knocking, they're having Bible, still on the right-hand side, they're having Bible studies with delegates from all over the world, people that are ambassadors. And in recent weeks, this is what has taken place on the 27th floor of the United Nations building. 30 people have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Many of them delegates to the United Nations building. 20 of them have been baptized in Jesus' name. And over 30 notable miracles has taken place on this very floor in the United Nations building. And it reminds me of the day of Pentecost where all the nations were gathered together. And the Lord poured out His Spirit. And those that were from Parthias and Medes and the Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and Pontus and Asia, they heard the Holy Ghost being poured out. Brother Art Wilson says, when people on this floor start to receive the Holy Ghost, it's noised abroad and they start coming out. <laughs> Can you imagine this picture of the United Nations? They start coming from their offices. They start coming from down the hall and they come in the building and they want to know what this is all about. That's what took place in the book of Acts. That's what took place on the day of Pentecost. God is the same and God is doing it for every single individual. It's for you and it's for me. And it's for whosoever will. Now, i got to show you one more thing. I'm just so excited about all this. i got to show you this. This is a, the upper room in Jerusalem, which we've been to a number of times. They believe that this is the building. There's different things to back, back it up. But this is the room that they believe is the upper room. And everybody that goes to Jerusalem, goes on one of these tours, goes through the upper room. And we go there and we pray and so forth. And it's not uncommon. Well, here's what's so exciting about this. This is the room, and it may not be the exact room, but it's the one that they believe is the upper room in Jerusalem. Now, this was so neat because this group that you see that's praying here is a group that is from Milwaukee. They're from, you know, Manuel Rogers, because you went to Bible school with him. It's the church that he pastored, Elam Tabernacle, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. His son, I think, David, uh, is the pastor now. But they were on a trip to Israel, and they went into the upper room, and when they went into the upper room, they went in there and they started praying and they read some scriptures. And as they started praying, the Holy Ghost started falling. Well, right before they had gone into the upper room, there had been a group, a British tour group that had uh, also uh, come there to visit. And they had moved outside of the upper room where there was kind of like a porch area. And they were reading passages from the book of Acts. And they were reading passages about how the people received the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in other tongues. As they were reading it, they heard this group, this United Pentecostal Church from Milwaukee, they heard them in the upper room praying and speaking in tongues. So they were reading it in their, in, in their Bibles. And so this group from Britain, they came back into the upper room. And when they came back in there, they started asking what it's all about. And the group from Milwaukee said, you can receive the Holy Ghost right now. They said, like we just read about in the book of Acts. And they said, oh, yes. And they said, well, what do we have to do? They said, well, it just takes worship and believing. They said, we believe. We said, okay, let's lift our hands. And this group from Milwaukee started praying for this tourist group from Britain in the upper room. 
And they started praying. They say, Lord, fill them. And 12 of them received the Holy Ghost in the upper room while they were on a tour in Jerusalem. Oh, hallelujah. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I've told you this story before, but I just feel like telling it to you once again. I had an experience one time when I was up in uh, South Bend, Indiana, touring the campus of Notre Dame. And uh, I was in the big cathedral building. And you know, a lot of people will say, well, the Holy Ghost was only for people in the days of the Bible. You know, it's not for us today and all that. I was touring this, this big uh, cathedral in campus of Notre Dame. And uh, there was a lady that was in the uh, cathedral. And she was an elderly lady. And she was a nun. She was dressed, I, I assumed that she was. She was dressed like that. And she was going around and she was looking up at these different windows. And she had this piece of paper. And, and it looked like she was doing her head up and down like that. I didn't know if she was bound or worshiping the wind. I didn't know what she was doing, but I was curious. And uh, so I, I went around and, and I watched her for a little bit. And I finally got the nerve up to go up to her and ask her. And I said, uh, ma'am? And she said, yes. She called me Sonny. She said, yes, Sonny. I said, uh, do you, uh, uh, are you worshiping these windows? And she said, oh, no, son. This, these windows tell a story of the virgin birth of Christ. And I said, oh, okay. So I, I, I said, uh, how was it? And she said, yeah, it was sent over some long time ago by some king in England. And she said, it was all a story of the birth of Christ. And you want to go on the tour? And I said, yeah. She said, well, this paper coordinates what each one of these stained glass was. So I went around and we went around the back building around here and everything going on. And we all came around, the, came around to the third side. And then when we got around to the third side, I said, I have a question I want to ask her. And she said, oh, yes, Sonny, what is it? And I said, you believe Peter that we read about in the book of Acts was the first pope. Is that right? Is that what you believe? She said, oh, yeah, Pope Peter. Yeah, Pope Peter. I said, okay. So when the pope says something, then everybody is supposed to obey it. Is that right? She said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had some term for that, something, something, proclamation. And I said, okay, then I want to ask you, do you believe what Pope Peter preached in the book of Acts? And she said, well, what, what did Pope Peter preach in the book of Acts? And I said, well, when all the, all the people were, were gathered together and they wanted to know what this was, I said, Peter stood up and told them that this is what had been prophesied by the prophet Joel. And she got her head and she went, oh, I know what you're going. I know where you're going. And I said, and, and he told them that they were to repent of their sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus, and that they would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And she said, oh, Sonny, don't be messing with that. <laughs> and I said, why not? And she said, well, she said, I wouldn't mess with that because that's not for us today. And I said, but the very next verse, he said, for this promise is unto you and to your children, and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. She said, he's not calling them like that anymore. And I said, he's not? She said, oh, no, 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 no. She said, that was only for a special time. And, and she said, uh, that created a, a lot of confusion in, in people's minds and all that. And I, I said, um, well, I said, we got a problem. She said, what is that? I said, I've already received the Holy Ghost. She said, you did what? I said, I've already received it. Like, they've already been messing with it because I, I got the Holy Ghost like they did. And she said, you're not supposed to. And I said, but I did. And I said, it's like telling a little boy, you know, that's, uh, 
you know, that's climbing up on the kitchen counter to stay out of the cookies, but he's already been in the cookie jar. He's already tasted of the goodness of the chocolate chip cookies, and they've already gone in his mouth and down his esophagus, and the digestive system is encountering the sugar. And to make you guys want cookies right now? <laughs> now? You can tell little Johnny to stay out of the cookie jars, but he's already tasted of She said, do you know anyone else? And I said, millions of people all around the world are being filled with the Holy Ghost. She said, today? And I said, yes. She said, come with me. I didn't know if I was going to the dean's office. So I followed her. We went outside the building. We went over this little courtyard area. And she got real close to me. She said, I teach a class called the Book of Acts at this very university. I said, you do? She said, yes. She said, for years I've taught people they can't receive this, but secretly, I've always wondered if I could receive the Holy Ghost like they did in the book of Acts. Hallelujah! Woo, thank you, Jesus! Boy, I got so excited when I heard that. I said, that's why the Lord put me here. And I said, well, I got news for you. The Lord sent me to tell you that not only can you receive it, he wants you to receive it and receive it right now. She said, do you think that's possible? She said, I'm old. I said, it don't matter how old. It's for whosoever will. She said, what do I have to do? I said, okay, do you believe? She said, I believe. I said, okay, all you got to do is worship the Lord and ask God to fill you. And I said, when, when you raise your hands, it's a sign of just saying, Lord, I surrender my will to your will. Because receiving the Holy Ghost is just about yielding. And uh, she said, okay, I can do that. And so she had these, you know, she's a little small lady. She raised her hands a little bit like this. And I said, sometimes closing your eyes will help just because it, it causes you not to be distracted, you know. And I said, if you want to, that's up to you. Then I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my hand on your head. I'm going to pray for you. Is that okay? She said, yeah. And I said, that's just because they did that in the Bible. And they laid their hands on them, and we're trying to stay as close to the Bible there as we can. So she said, oh, yeah, absolutely. I said, okay, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. And I said, when I do, I want you to just say, Lord, I worship you. I love you. And then I said, whatever you start to feel come out of your mouth. Because I said, the Bible says the evidence of that is that you'll speak words uh, in other tongues. It's words, phrases, utterances that you don't understand. But it's okay. Whatever you say is all right. And she's like, okay. And so uh, she was very, you know, just very proper and... She raised her hand just slightly like that. And, and, uh, and I said, you know, just in your mind, just see yourself there on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Ghost being poured out. Say, Lord, I'm ready to receive that. If you're, if you're pouring it out today like you did then, and I believe you are, I receive it in the name of Jesus. She said, okay, I can do it. She closed her eyes and she started doing that. And I said, I put my hand just around her on the front of her head. And she had that hat thing on. And I just put it right there. And I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, this lady has studied your word. She is hungry for it, God. I said, reveal yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not making this up. In a matter of seconds, this lady started shouting out, speaking in other tongues. A nun, a professor on the campus of Notre Dame, in the courtyard, jumping up and down and receiving the Holy Ghost. She ended up going to the Pentecostal church. She ended up being a soul winner. She ended up telling her students that they could receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Why is that, ladies and gentlemen? Because God is pouring out His Spirit among everybody. 
It doesn't matter what church you're from. It doesn't matter what your background is. God will pour out His Spirit to whosoever will. Right here in 2016. You say, why is that? Because, folks, our God's not losing power. He's not some Duracell battery that runs out. He's as powerful today as He was in 30 A.D. and 30 B.C. and 30,000 B.C. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I've come to give you good news today. God wants to pour out His Spirit, hallelujah, upon this church, upon you and your neighbors and your family members. If you can believe, you can receive. I said, if you can believe, you can receive. If you say, Pastor, I believe the Holy Ghost is for me, I've come to tell you that God will fill you this very day. You can be baptized in His Spirit, baptized in His Word, baptized in water in the name of Jesus and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. All you got to do is say, today is my day. Stand to your feet right now. I'm going to pray right now that God will pour out His Spirit upon every single individual in this place. We have talked about it. It's time to receive it right now in the name of Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to issue a challenge right now. If you have never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, today is your day to experience Pentecost for yourself. You don't have to hear about it from somebody else. You don't have to see clips of it happening overseas. Ladies and gentlemen, right here in America, God is pouring out His Spirit for whosoever will. Would you lift your hands right now in your hearts all over this building? In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray the outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon this church. I pray that the Spirit of God, hallelujah, would be poured out and that every single individual that desires to receive a supernatural touch from you would be filled with the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for boldness and authority, Lord, in your presence to say I'm putting everything else aside and I'm giving everything to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now here's what I want you to do. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I felt it this morning in our prayer meeting. Prayer meeting that we had with our prayer group this morning. I felt the Holy Ghost. I felt it this morning over in our breakfast with the pastor, with those that are coming through our discipleship classes. And I feel it right now. I felt it when the choir was singing. I feel the Holy Ghost right here. This is God's desire right now. There's nothing else happening in Palm Bay or Brevard County that has the attention of God like those that are gathered right now in this place at this moment with a desire to see the fullness of God in their life through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now, and I want you to ask him this question. Have you received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? That's what I want you to ask him. They say, no, not yet. I want you to take them by the hand. Say, let's go. Take them by the hand, and I want you to walk right down here to the front of the building. Now, if they say yes, turn to your neighbor on the other side. Say, have you received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? If you don't know what speaking in tongues is, that's when you speak out words that you don't understand. That's it. They're coming from all over the building. I want you just to take them by the hand and say, come on, today's the day. Oh, hallelujah. Today's the day. 
It's one thing to be a hearer of the word. It's another thing to be a doer of the word. Come on, you've heard it preached. You've wondered if it's for you. Today is your day. Today is the day of salvation. That's it. Just take them by the hand wherever they're at. If everybody on your pew's got it, turn to another pew and say, if you've not received the Holy Ghost yet with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want you to come with me right now. We're going to go to the front. And by walking forward, you're telling God, Lord, I'm here to receive from you. When you walk forward, you're making a demonstrative step that, God, I am moving toward you. I'm moving toward my promise. You say, but, oh, pastor, I've done so many things in my past. Let me tell you something right now. God's more concerned about your future. Hello, somebody. I said, God's more concerned about your future. He will fill you with the Spirit of God. Nobody's disqualified. We used to sing that old song, There's bigger sins than that beneath the blood. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost if you will give your heart to Him right now. If He filled Cornelius, who was a Roman centurion, with the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, you say, how do we know we got it? Because they heard Him speak with tongues and magnify God. All the Jews that came with Peter... They heard him speak with tongues and magnify God, his whole house. They knew they received the Holy Ghost. God bless you. People are coming. This is beautiful. This is awesome. Amen. God, you're you're fixing to see right now a modern-day Pentecost take place. Now, those of you that are down here, that you're down here to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. In just a moment, we're going to pray the prayer of faith. And you're going to feel the unction come upon you. But if you've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, would you raise your hand right now? Would you just raise your hand. Keep it up for just a moment. I'm going to try to count. Number one, I see you, sister. God bless you, Brother Richie's mothers right there. God bless you. We're praying God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost, sister. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. This is awesome. 29, 30, 31, 32. 32 people right now. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How many of you believe all 32 are going to receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ? It's here. I feel it. Now, here's what we're going to do. All of you, and those of you maybe that couldn't fit down here, but you're in the pew. It can happen in the pew as it can right here. Here's the very first thing. All of you, 32, just let me tell you what I want you to do right now. The very first thing I want you to do is I want you to pray a prayer of repentance. And I want you to say, Lord, forgive me of every sin. You say, well, Pastor, I don't even know anything I've done that's bad. Just say, Lord, if I've ever had a bad thought, just cleanse me. We're born in sin. Forgive me of every sin, every thought. I'm going to pray with you because we all need to repent. And ask God to forgive us of every sin and cleanse our heart. And then when we get to the end of that prayer, I want you to begin to say, I receive the Holy Ghost. We're going to shout it out together. I receive the Holy Ghost. Because as soon as you ask God to forgive you of your sin and He cleanses you of all that sin, you know what? The Spirit of God needs to come in. Because when He gives you that clean slate, you don't want any other spirit to come into your life. You want the Holy Spirit to come in and take up residence. 
And so we're going to pray the prayer of faith. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to say by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And when your hands are up and you're saying, I receive the Holy Ghost, I want you to begin to speak out whatever you feel is in your heart. It doesn't matter what you say. It may sound like baby talk, mumble, it don't matter. Just go with it. Because you're going to feel the unction, the anointing, and the Holy Ghost will prompt you and the Spirit will... But the Bible said, they speak in other tongues. It's going to be your mouth and your tongue. You hear what I'm telling you? But it's going to be the Spirit that gives the unction or the anointing, okay? And when that happens, I want you to raise your hands and you just begin to speak out whatever you feel. And you're going to know the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. Because not only will you speak other words that you don't normally speak, but you're going to receive joy, unspeakable joy. Hallelujah. Because that's what the Holy Ghost does. Are you ready? All right, let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, I'm asking you to forgive us of every sin. Cleanse us, Lord, our hearts, our minds, our thoughts, our actions. Anything, Lord, that we've ever done that's been in violation of your word or your nature or the principles of your word, I'm asking you, God, to clean me right now with your blood. I believe your word, God, that if we would ask that you would hear us and that you would forgive us. I believe, Lord, that through Calvary, my blood, your blood, Lord, cleanses me from my sins. And that, God, when I ask, it is applied to my life. And I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me of every sin. Cleanse me, Lord. Wash me as white as snow. I believe, God, that you have heard my prayer. I believe, God, that you have forgiven me of every sin. And, Lord, I believe your word that if I would ask that you would forgive me. And now, Lord, I'm asking you to fill me with the Holy Spirit from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Not my will, but thy will be done. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. That's it. I want you to begin to shout it out now. I receive the Holy Ghost. I receive the Holy Ghost. That's it. Lift your hands and your voices. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And by the authority of the Word of God. And by the power of the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's it. She's getting right there. That's the Holy Ghost. There you go. That's the Holy Ghost. That's it. Three people have already received it right there. That's it, you got it. That's it right there, number five. In the name of Jesus. Speak it out, that's the Holy Ghost.
Oh, 